0: Peak Wealth Management proudly presents Finding True Wealth with Certified Financial Planner Nick Hopwood and Accredited Investment Fiduciary Jim Pilot. Nick and Jim believe by making simple, good financial decisions, you can retire with confidence. And now, let's turn it over to your hosts, Nick and Jim.
1: Welcome, welcome everyone to episode 173 of the Trust the Plan podcast. I'm Nick. And I'm Jim. And we trust the plan, the plan, the plan. Always. And we're excited right now because spring
0: break yeah. has arrived, right? Yeah, absolutely. You can always use a nice break at the time of year, right? <laughs> yeah, we've been grinding the, all year. The, yeah. the winter yeah. starts wearing on you, and spring break seems to come at a good time. We're 50s. We're I, I got a t-shirt on here. Yeah. Subscribe, right?
1: <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's how you get it. And <laughs> let us know because, yep. you know, YouTube doesn't tell us. Yeah, who wouldn't want to wear that around all summer long? It's the black frost. Yeah. Is what it is. It's great. And the navy frost is coming. Even better. Yeah, they're going to be great.
0: Anyway, uh, what's on your agenda for spring break? Well, my girls are actually playing volleyball in Atlanta at the end of spring break. So our plan is let's head down early, let's check out a city we haven't seen and we're going to go to Hilton Head for a few days okay. before we make our way over to Atlanta. So, okay, yeah, a little bit of a road trip but uh, we'll see a couple of different parts of the country we haven't seen yet and hopefully get a lot of sun. And enjoy. How far is the drive to South Carolina? Um, it's like 13 hours or so, I think. So what's your strategy for driving? We're going to leave Friday night, get as far as we can and finish up on Saturday. You don't think you can make it? Uh, I don't know if I want to make it. <laughs> I'd be cruising at it like three in the morning and that's, you know, that doesn't sit well with me. Well, uh, can't you get some relief? (laughs) Well, one would think. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Got it. Got it.
1: We'll leave it there. Okay. Uh, I am also excited about spring break because I am going with my oldest boy, Mm -hmm. Hunter, who's 15. Mm -hmm. Just the two of us are going with his school on the World War II historical trip. So uh, it'll be good dad and lad time. Yeah. And, you know, London, Normandy. Uh, Paris wow. and Brussels. I'm not sure what the I don't know much about the World War II history in Belgium, but like it's in it's part of the tour, so let's go, right?
0: Yeah. What a cool tour!
1: I'm really excited. You'll, lo- about
0: you'll you'll hear some interesting things and you'll see some cities you've not seen and exactly. That's pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, lots of cool stuff to to learn and and witness
0: firsthand. Yeah.
1: But also, you know, you know how it is with the 15 year olds. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. Especially if they have attitudes. Might, it'll be uh, a roller coaster, maybe, huh? Well, I'm looking to <laughs> avoid the roller coaster, right? Like, maybe,
1: you know, work on the relationship. There you right? go. Yeah. What a good time to do
0: it. Yeah. I like it. That's the idea. Bonding. Yeah, that's right. So, what are we talking about today? Uh, today, we're going to talk about um, a couple different things that came across. Uh, one was a statistic that said people are 50% more likely to trust a friend or a family member than they are an expert. And I found that to be really interesting and very true for our business, right? How many times do you uh, have somebody call you up and say, hey, my, my brother-in-law says this is a stock, we gotta buy this stock, right? Or the neighbor says, this thing's gonna go huge, we gotta get in on it, right? And they, these neighbors, these friends, these people have no knowledge, you know, no expertise, but they because they say it, people believe it yeah yeah I I can
1: remember back to when I was like 19 mm-hmm. having those feelings like a, a buddy you know read an article and I got to go buy the stock right you know? and it,
0: I gotta buy it now like I can't delay without right. delay right <laughs> right cuz I'm gonna miss the opportunity <laughs> that's right, right. Yeah. you gotta strike while it's hot yeah but you know we see that with stock tips we see that with you know taxes right CPA I'm sure has the same kind of problems they deal with right lawyers, right? All this stuff. How many times do people say, oh, I put my, uh, I had my my parents put me on their account so that I can have access to it in case they die. Well, we talked to the estate planner a couple weeks ago, right? And he said, bad idea, don't do that, right? right. So all of that um, was what was on my mind and then as I came across an article that talked about a guy who had uh, this blooming trading career, right? He felt really confident with his trading ability. He felt like he knew the market. He knew how to get in and out at the right time. So he convinced his friends and family to give him $500,000 so that he could trade with. Guaranteed him a 10% return. And I guess he keeps the rest, I guess, was his, his business model, right? Yeah. I wonder <clears throat> if,
1: if uh, he was bragging so much and then people were like, can you take some of my money? <laughs> or if he was like, come on, you gotta give it to me, you gotta give it to me, right? Yeah. I wonder
0: how the dyna- dynamic
1: yeah. was with that yeah. part of it.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. But the two the two different things kinda came together for me to see, well, I understand why people would do that, right, because yeah. your friend or your family member who's confidently pitching something, people, you know, like the statistic says, they're likely to believe them, they're likely to trust them, they're likely to think they know what they're doing. Um, but it kinda, the, the way the the article went, Led me to another topic as well, though, is how difficult it is to trade, right? Oh yeah. So basically, this guy's story is, I lost, I lost my shirt, right? I tried trading. Twenty twenty two was a tough year. Did you, did you have a lot of luck uh, buying and selling stocks in twenty two? No. <laughs> it was, a, it was a rough year. So many things were down. Everything was down. Um, that this guy lost a lot of money. Now it's fracturing the relationships and so on. But it led me to to think about how hard it is to trade you know, and how many times we run into people who have this overconfidence, right? We had a pretty good run in the bull market for 10 years, right? And everybody thinks they got it figured out, you know, and it's, if it's not just, you know, it's crypto, right? It's meme stocks. It's all these other, you know, hot investment ideas that people think they can, they can outsmart the market and, and make those picks and, and win. And we see time and time again that that proves to be a really difficult thing to do.
1: All of a sudden, on my Twitter feed, I'm getting these NFT ads. Mm-hmm. And that's something oh. that I just don't think I can ever understand. Okay. You know, I, I guess I understand it. It's just not for me. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you know, the digital image of, you know, my dog. You right. know, like, so how is that worth a million dollars? You know, right. like, <laughs> what if I just take a snapshot of it Or a screenshot is that worth a million or is that a copy or is that fraud like what's the point (laughs) right i I just yeah
0: yeah it's it's that but that's another i hadn't thought about that but that's another kind of segment of the market that was hot for so long but there's countless stories about people who bought some you know one of these nfts for Mm -hmm. a million something and now it's worth 20 grand and nobody will buy it right or nothing you know i mean the meme stock i remember reading tons of articles about gamestop and you know all these, you know, AMC and all these yeah. these stocks that, that blew up and it was crazy. And then people thought they had it figured out and they knew how to continually beat the shorts and, and make all this money on them. And sure enough. Remember AMC went from like seven bucks to like 77.
1: Mm-hmm. And I went to the movies mm-hmm. and there was no one there. I was yeah. the only one. Like, I'm not talking about like being in a movie that no one wanted to see where yeah. there's other movies that... When I went, when I pulled into the parking lot from when I left, I was the only one. Right. Like, <laughs> there is nobody. And then I remember going to the gym and this guy was like talking about AMC. And I'm like, dude, like this company is doomed. Like right. no one goes, right. you know. And he was pump, you know, talking about how it was going to be great. And it was going to the moon. Mm-hmm. And now it's back to seven or less. Yeah, you know? less,
0: I think. So sometimes those emotions just really you know get out of control right and I think cryptocurrency is another great example of that right as Bitcoin was going up in value people you had to get on you're gonna get left behind right and how many people bought Bitcoin at 40 50 60,000 a share as opposed to you know, those fifteen thousand. It was fifteen thousand, like last month. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But now they don't want to buy it, right? And right? now they don't yeah. want to buy it. Yeah. So it's really easy to get hung up on those things and yeah. caught up in the emotion of it. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I have two stories. Okay,
1: mm-hmm. one is when I was nineteen. Okay, mm-hmm. I was in college, and I was a, an intern at American Express Financial Advisors, and there was this advisor. So everyone falls victim to this stuff. Okay, mm-hmm. this one advisor was t- talking about this penny stock, and there's. The ticker I think was EISQ, and it was like electronic identification, something or other. And their whole business model was the idea that they would have, and this is before nine eleven, okay? Mm-hmm. So they'd have a, you know, a driver's license or something that had digital certificates. You know, it was like mm-hmm. I don't know, like some sort of uh, next level ID. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? No more fake IDs. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that was like gonna be a whole big thing and like uh, law enforcement and you know passports and, and I was like oh wow yeah that's the future right mm-hmm. so like I had to like open up a brokerage account put money in it like it couldn't get done fast enough right <laughs> mm-hmm. so guess what it's a zero right yeah. <laughs> just like so many others and it was a penny stock so these penny stocks you really got to watch out for yeah. so I had that those emotions and I always remind myself of how I felt at that time even mm-hmm. as a kid mm-hmm. okay um, and now we're we're more wise, right? We have some wisdom, we have some experience, we know better, right? Mm-hmm. But we still have to remind ourselves. Second story is a dear friend, okay? He works for like a Fortune 500 company, and he likes the stuff. He likes, you know, investments and looking at the charts, and mm-hmm. it's it's like a hobby, right? So since he's always talking about it at work, everyone's asking him, Hey, Jim you know what should I do in my 401 and he's like oh you should do this and you should do that Mm -hmm. and and they're coming to him for advice Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so he decides he doesn't like his job anymore he wants to become a financial advisor Mm -hmm. so he leaves the fortune 500 company becomes an advisor guess what
0: do you think those people are coming to him now (laughs) asking for 401k advice my guess is uh, they enjoyed the free advice but they're not interested in paying for the advice. Zero. Yeah. And he's like in disbelief, like,
1: you know, how could this be, right? Like they Mm -hmm. wanted the advice and now they don't, right? And this is years ago, but you know, it it definitely reminded me, (laughs) I definitely was reminded of it by this topic.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Right. It's kind of funny. With the statistic we started talking about, right? They were more willing to trust him as a friend. Yeah, a, yeah, he was a friend. As an expert. As soon as he becomes an expert, <laughs> they don't want it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. So maybe it is about
1: maybe you know what did it say? Like distrust.
0: Or maybe it's really just about the fee. Yeah, it could. I'm sure it weighs into it. Yeah,
1: it's not. There's clearly multiple reasons, mm-hmm. but maybe that's one of the bigger
0: ones. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yep. Yeah. Anything else? So you know, just kind of wrapping it up. I mean, I think trading, while it's exciting, while people get you know, uh, you know, thrilled at the thought of a big win and putting all this money into a stock and seeing it double, you know, trading and timing the market is just you know, people will say it's a fool's game, right? It's just so hard to do um, that you know, we think you know, you can't go wrong with slow and steady wins the race, right? Making sure you're using good investment advice, you're diversifying over long periods of time. Uh, and our, and you know and that's the way to win. you know and if you have an itch to scratch with trading, you know it's got to be a small part of what you're doing. I think it's, yes, it's I too, like that. It's too risky to to put uh, you know big stock in that kind of thing.
1: I mean in a world where 80% of mutual fund managers, these are professional stock pickers mm-hmm. cannot beat the benchmark yeah, which is unmanaged. Mm-hmm. How are you going to do it right as a, as a novice right. So I sitting on your couch reading Yahoo articles and stuff. Well, that's yeah, that's exactly (laughs) it. So I think what you said at the very end, right there, was perfect. Where you can do it, but don't bet the farm on it, right? You know, you can have your core portfolio Mm -hmm. and have a separate account that's over here that is your stock picking account.
0: Yeah, I think that's the way to go.
1: Yes. So scratch the itch, but don't bet the farm. Yeah. That should be our new (laughs) tagline. It could catch on. I like it. it. (laughs) It's catchy. Okay, well, uh, I guess that's it for this week. We'll see you soon after spring break. Hopefully, we'll both be more tan. Yeah.
0: (laughs) You've been listening to certified financial planner Nick Hopwood and accredited investment fiduciary Jim Pilot on the Finding True Wealth podcast, sponsored by Peak Wealth Management. You can learn more about Peak Wealth Management by visiting peakwm.com or follow on Twitter at nhopwood1.